0: Welcome to Female Empowered, a podcast for female fitness and wellness professionals and business owners looking for real talk about the ins and outs of our industry. I'm Krista Gurka, an accidental entrepreneur turned CEO of a multi-million dollar health and wellness business. In this podcast, I'll be sharing expert insights and having real conversations about what it means to show up, thrive, and of course, get paid. We'll talk about what works, what doesn't, and what really happens behind the scenes of client-based business. Also, you can take away advice and actionable steps that help you become a more successful and confident business owner on your own terms. So let's dive in. Hi there. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of Female Empowered. I'm your host, Krista Gurka, and today we're gonna talk about the three stages of a small business growth cycle. So most small businesses go through these three stages of development, especially when they are businesses that are owned by technicians or practitioners, such as people in the service industry. So if you are a hairstylist, and you open a salon, you generally open a salon because you're the technician. If you're a physical therapist and you wanna open a physical therapy business, it's usually because we're the technicians and we see a better way that we can provide services for customers. Hence, we have what's called an entrepreneurial seizure as Michael Gerber refers to it in his book, The E-Myth Revisited, which is one of my favorite books. And I've frequently spoken about it on this podcast. And I believe if you're a small business owner or you're thinking about being a small business owner, I would highly encourage you to read the book, The Emeth Revisited by Michael Gerber. It's really a great, great book. So in the book, he describes the three phases every small business goes through. One of the reasons why I like it so much is because it relates these stages to human development, which you know, as well, it's our kind of niche, right? In the service industry and health and wellness. The first stage of a small business is called infancy. This is a startup phase. This is a startup phase of our business when we take it from ideation to opening our doors and where we really act as a technician of the business, where we're doing all of the work of the business ourselves. In this phase, generally we are willing to devote everything to our business, regardless of the toll it takes on us personally. And most of us, I believe most of you listening to this podcast, and certainly for myself, that was true for the beginning. And even for a long period of time into my business, I devoted everything. It's why most of us still consider it our baby, right? If you have children now, we, you still call 18, 19. My mom still calls me her, her baby. I'm 48. Right. So we spend all this time working for someone else before we started our own business. And we think, well, we can probably do this better. There has to be a better way to do this. This is what Michael Gerber refers to as the entrepreneurial seizure. And then we go out and go out on our own. So what happens during this time is that we're so tightly infused with our own business that And by that, what I mean is we're doing everything in the company. We are being the technician, whether that's teaching classes, teaching Pilates, doing privates, treating patients, doing the massages, the health counseling, the nutritional consults. We're doing all of that. In addition, we are doing the administrative work. We're running the books. We're accepting payments. We have to reconcile our books now. Um, marketing, sales, answering phones, depending on how big your business is. And so what happens with that is that what if we get injured? What if we get sick? Well, then really the business ceases to run. So I think I can't even remember how long ago this was, but maybe five years ago, six years ago, um, I broke my arm skiing and I had to have um, a plate put in my wrist and anyways, I was in a cast for a long period of time, probably six weeks. And so if I had been the sole person in the business at the time, I would have completely been unable to operate the business because I couldn't treat patients for sure. I was able to treat classes, teach classes somewhat um, because I, we had really trained our clients to do a lot of the stuff on their own. But at the beginning, also, I was in tremendous amount of pain. And so it's it's something, you know, when our when it's an adolescence and we can't afford a lot, that's no problem. You know, this is how most businesses start out. But at some point, we need to learn to separate our personal identity from our business identity if we wanted to strive and grow. We need to devise a plan that if we get hurt, if we get sick, if we want to go on vacation we can still generate some revenue while we're not there. And what happens usually in this this stage is that as our initial hard work pays off and our business begins to build some momentum, we realize that we cannot do it all on our own. We simply cannot. It is not sustainable to do every little thing on our own. In this stage of our business, we are the business. We are trading time for work and money. When we decide it's time to get help, and when we decide we're actually gonna act on that decision, we're gonna take action on that, that's when we enter the next stage of the business cycle, which is called adolescence. Now, infancy can range any amount of time, it can range a couple months. It can range a couple years. It can range into 10 years and where people are really, this is where people really, really hit the burnout cycle and they really start resenting the business. Um, You know, at the beginning, of course, when we don't have a lot of capital, and that's one of the things I see happen with small businesses, and I certainly did this. I did not invest enough capital when I first started out the business. If most of you know my story, I think I believe I started with a $2,400 investment. $2,400. That is what I started my business with. So you can imagine there were definitely times I was like, am I going to meet my expenses this month? I don't know. And that's a really, really stressful place to be. Now, at the same time, I have funded my business entirely on my own. I have not taken out loans. I have not taken out, um, I don't have venture capital. I was very fortunate to have, um, be able to fund the business organically through the business revenue. And now um, about three years ago, I do have a line of credit with with the business. So I can take out some money from a line of credit. For example, when we were doing renovations and moving studios, if we need a big lump of cash, I do have access to that now, but I have not, we don't have any investors. And I luckily did not have to do any small business loans, et cetera, et cetera. But I have gotten creative with applying for grants and stuff to help fund and grow my business. So now let's talk about the next stage of the small business cycle, which is adolescence. Think of teenagers. They are not necessarily fun, which means this stage of the business is not always that fun as well. In the adolescent stage of our business, we begin to really experience growth. This is where we start to hire employees or independent contractors to take over some of the tasks that usually overwhelm us. But what now happens is that we find that things are not really getting done the way we want them done. So let's take, for example, you start to delegate out someone to answer the phone. So you hire an administrative assistant, a customer support specialist, whatever the case may be. And you start to say, well, they are not answering the phone the right way, or they're not entering clients or scheduling or taking payment or doing X, Y, Z the right way. Well, one of the things I really encourage you to think back on is have you properly trained them, right? If you didn't take it from your head and put it down on paper somewhere, how are they supposed to know what to do? And so what happens is you think, well, I can just do it better myself. And so that drives you back into your business. At this point, many business owners will push their employees, their contractors out of the way and insert themselves right back into the role of technician, believing that no one else will be able to do the job just as, as you can, right? It's easier just to do it myself, but is that really easier? Is that really easier or is that really going to land you in the exact same place a year from now as you are now and then leave you feeling frustrated? And this is where most business owners get stuck. We kind of feel we're in this kind of purgatory where we're trying to push beyond our comfort zone. And again, it's not really comfortable. It's challenging. We maybe at times want to go back to that place of punching in, punching out, being an employee of somewhere else. It's where our limits are pushed we're pushed again beyond our comfort zone. We have to make decisions that may make us feel uncomfortable. And this is either where a business needs to get small again. In other words, decide they don't wanna scale, they don't wanna grow, they're not prepared for the growth or whether you're ready to put in the hard work, really push through that uncomfortable phase, those uncomfortable feelings and become the entrepreneur that leads into the next stage of this business. So if you're at the stage, if you're feeling uncomfortable, if you're feeling like you want to throw in the towel, you're feeling nervous, but maybe excited and scared at the prospect of either shrinking your business back or making it all that it really needs to be and that you know it can be. And until you're really at this decision, until you're really ready to make this decision, you'll be stuck in this point of chaos. And many, many business owners cycle here for years. Staying in survival mode is one of the most common things we see for business owners. It happens with all service-based industries, small restaurants, barber shops, hair salon, other service providers. I've worked with too many owners that really do not account for their own value and the own, their own self-worth. Hey, ladies, are you finally realizing that you just don't know what you don't know about running your business? That's really the hardest part of running any business, but especially in the healthcare, wellness, and fitness business, because we didn't go to school for this. We went to school to learn how to be the best personal trainer, the best instructor, the best physical therapist, the best massage therapist, and the additional tasks of running a business may not come naturally for us. It can be incredibly frustrating to not know what to do next to build a strong business or to feel unsure about what steps you need to take to make it not only sustainable, but profitable. That's why I created Fitbiz Foundations. This program is my step by step framework to create a successful, sustainable, and profitable business. It's specifically made for female healthcare, wellness, fitness, and movement professionals just like you. This is your chance to say goodbye to overwhelm, confusion, late nights, Googling answers and insecurity to stop being the bottleneck in your business and say hello to creating more reach, having more impact and generating more profit in your pocket. You'll walk away from this program with a better understanding of your business foundations, like why your mission and vision is so important. You'll know exactly what your specialty is and who your ideal clients are and where to find them. You'll have a strong pricing plan, a clear process for managing your clients and your team, and feel confident with finances, marketing, and more. Plus, when you join the FitBiz Foundations program, you get 12 months access inside my Beyond the Movement membership community. This is a private group where you'll get to dig deeper into what you've learned, plus get accountability and access to other FitBiz bosses. Also inside the program, you'll get monthly coaching with myself and my head of operations and finance, Steve. We can help you with finances and software, hiring and pricing and more. This alone is valued well over $6,000. The best part though, we've recently added three additional one-on-one onboarding calls to this program. So when you sign up to the FitBiz Foundation's plan, you get a Fitbiz Foundations initial strategy session, plus two additional check in calls for your progress and to strategize your next steps. These are totally free when you join the program. Are you still listening? Are you ready to get down and dirty and get some shit done in your business? Well, visit www.christagurka.comslash Fitbiz Foundations, no spaces there, to learn more. You'll finally figure out what you don't know so you can move forward confidently. I hope to see you inside the group. Now, I've worked with tons of clients in both the infancy and adolescent stages of their business, and I was in that stage for a long, long time. The final stage of the business is called maturity. And at this stage of the business, it's where the business owner has now begun to look at their business from an entrepreneurial perspective, which really takes a huge mindset shift to go from adolescent to maturity. And if you think about it, think of the growing up that adolescents do going from adolescence to maturity, right? When they're adolescents, they think they know everything. They think no one can tell them anything else, right? And it's just, it's a frustrating stage for a lot of people. And once you go into maturity, you really start to learn a little bit more about approaching your business with a clearly defined vision, with accountability standards and direction that drives the business forward and to success. Now at this point of the business most op- entrepreneurs have gained enough business wisdom that they can begin to view the business as an ent- as an entity separate from ourselves. So this goes back to this point that we are not our business, our business is not us. The failure of our business is not directly related to our self-worth, neither is the success of our business to be perfectly honest. We learn to separate ourselves from the outcome Of the business, right? We learn to look at our business as an entity that is fully functional and built to last. We move from technician to manager to entrepreneur. And what we do is we now oversee the managers and technicians. So if you feel you've already reached the stage of your business, your challenge now is to grow your business into the future, not just for yourself, but for your employees and your team as well. Now, not all businesses make it to the maturity stage. This is true. Why? Some of them can't get out of their own way. Some of them are not willing to put in the work that is required to move your business from adolescence to maturity. I believe the next podcast that I'm going to do, which is going to air next week, I'm going to take you through my personal journey from Infancy to adolescence, and that big struggle it was from taking my business from adolescence to maturity to see if my story resonates with any of you. And I'm sure, to be perfectly honest, it will. So, by reflecting on these stages and considering your place along the path, it can really help you understand what challenges you're currently facing and what the solutions are to get you to the next phase of your business if that is where you want to go. Now, if your decision in adolescence is, I'm not, I don't want the growth. I want to scale back. I want to work out of my home. I want to have a home studio. I want to be myself. I just be myself. I want to, I'm happy with where I am. I'm meeting my expenses. Then by all means, you have reached the maturity stage of your businesses. This is where you want to be. There is no reason. There's not, I'm not saying that, Growth at all costs is where everybody has to go because that's not for everybody. But if you do want to grow, if you are bringing on employees, if you are starting to delegate these tasks, you need to put in the proper systems so that your business can go safely from adolescence to maturity. And a lot of that has to do with how you look at your business and your business decisions. Let me give you a few examples. A technician thinks time equals work equals money. And this is the model that most people live in for a very long time. I spend the time. I work hard. I earn the money. So then the mindset is in order for me to get more money, I have to work harder. However, that is not necessarily a true thought process because there are plenty of people out there that work really hard and never reach the next stage. An entrepreneur thinks time equals equity equals freedom. So if you spend the time designing the processes, building the systems, Then you build the equity of your business and then you get free from the business. To get more freedom, you must build more equity in your business. And by equity, we mean processes so that you can make money while you're not there. You have systems in place. You develop the systems and then you develop the people to run the systems. Technicians think I do the work. Entrepreneurs think someone else does the work. All right. So I'm just going to give you some examples of going from technician to manager to entrepreneur. So technicians, those of us that are, and both of all of us are technicians at some point, right? Technicians are the doers, the tinkers, the task rabbits. They live in the present. They like to immerse themselves in the nuts and bolts of it. That's treating the patients, teaching the classes, they're not really interested in the vision and the systems. They're great for execution. So they're task oriented. You give them a task, see this patient, teach this class. They're amazing at what they do. This is their skill set. They're the technician. And by the way, there's plenty of business owners that want to be the technicians and they want to stay as technicians. And so if that is you and your business and you're like, that is what I want to be, then maybe your job is to now hire the managers, or somebody to run the business side of the business. Because once you progress into managers, and this again is where most people get stuck. I certainly did. We're fabulous at being the technicians. That's what we are taught. We come into business as being able to know how to do the business, which is teaching Pilates. What we don't know is how to run the business, right? So once you get into manager, which means you're now managing employees, you're more of a planner, an organizer. You have to live in the past and you're looking for order and structure. Okay. So these are managers need to be present for business sustainability because technicians can't also be managers. Okay. they are two completely separate skill sets. And what happens is when most of us Run into becoming managers, we don't have that skill set to lead, manage, and hold accountable the other people on our team. And that's where we get really frustrated. Why can't they just do it like us? Well, because they're not you. Then the final leap into entrepreneur these are the visionaries, the dreamers, the innovators. They live in the future. They're craving control and change. And this is ideal for driving the business forward. Now, in a perfect world, you have all three of these roles in your company. You have the entrepreneur, the visionary. You have the manager, which is basically like the integrator, the one that's going to take the visionary's vision and dreams and ideas and then make sure to liaise on those all the way down to the team. And then you have the technicians that are doing the work. And if you create the systems and the processes for all of these roles, To operate seamlessly together, that is where you have a sustainable, profitable business where everyone in the company is rowing in the same direction, same direction towards the same goal. So, once again, we're gonna, I really want you to think about this. I want you to think about where is my business right now? Is it in infancy? Am I stuck in adolescence and feel this is where I'm struggling? Or am I all the way in maturity? And do I, you know, am I good here? Am I am I skating? Am I, you know, doing really well? Am I just kind of coasting? Or can I even improve my systems and processes even more? I'd love for you to DM me over on Instagram. Let me know where you think you are in your business and where you would like to go. And if you're interested in jumping on a discovery call with me to seeing if there's an opportunity to look at your business model and see where the next step is for you. I invite you to go ahead and visit www.kristagerka.com slash discovery. And you can set up a 15 minute discovery call with me. Absolutely free. All right, everyone. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're like, if you like what I'm sharing with you and you'd love to hear more, it would be so it would really mean so much to me if you left an honest review over on anywhere you listen to podcasts, by the way, it helps me know that I'm sharing valuable information with you and really helps other female business owners get access to the podcast. So we can create the kind of impact we want around the world, women. And so it would really mean so much if you took two minutes and just left me an honest review and until next time, my friends, bye for now. Hey there. Before you go, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Female Empowered. If you like what we covered today, I'd love to ask you for a small favor and take two minutes to subscribe, download, and even leave an honest review of the show. This helps other female fitness and wellness professionals find the podcast and really lets me know I'm sharing helpful information with all of you. If you want to get even more insights and find resources to help you market, streamline, and grow your service-based business, visit my website at kristagurka.com or even better, shoot me a DM over on Instagram at kristagurka. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-A-G-U-R-K-A. Until next time, ladies, be brave, think big, and take action. Bye for now.